Are we recording? Yes, we are. Oh, okay. So All stop right. stop your bigoted stuff. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Weaving Web 3 with me, James. Me, Chris. And me, Stash. That feels normal. Last week, Stash swimming yeah. in, stealing my job. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. I was like, which, which place do I go? Like, I'm, I'm normally second. That was the... the thing. I felt, I felt honestly very UKIP. I was like, coming over here, taking my jobs. But <laughs> this week, we'll talk. We're going to talk about a few bits. Uh, we're going to talk about Bitcoin and ETH actually holding their value. Uh, you know, it, we had a spike. Stash told me, sell everything, sell everything, sell everything. Still the same value it was I sold it at. So it's fine. I'll sit. I'll wait. <laughs> we'll see how that lands. Um, we're also going to talk about a couple of NFT projects that we're very excited about. Uh, one of them is Ghost Boys, which is a new project we'll be minting soon. And then yes, the other one is that he's an absolute OG. He loves I'm it. I cannot OG. get enough. Just tweeted at them all day. Um, and the other one is Doodles 2, which is built off the back of Doodles um, and talk about the whole ecosystem that they're bringing in. So, boys, if we start off with the Bitcoin, ETH, cryptos in general, do we still think that this is uh, a trap? Or do we think this might actually be where the token should be and that just the black swan of FTX had artificially reduced the market? What do we think? I'm still not sure. Uh, after listening to people's conspiracies and research, I don't know, I still... I don't think we're out of the water. I really don't think. I think there's going to be more news coming about, I don't know, recessions and stuff like that. I, 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 that's what I'm hoping. I could be completely right. If I'm wrong, that's great. But I, I just, I don't believe that this is where, as this is plain sailing from here. As we said last week, right? Um, when you were talking about, um, it goes quite well with like Bitcoin, um, halving. Yeah. And the Bitcoin halving is in December or something like that, right? No, uh, it's 2024. Oh, is it 2024? Yeah, 2024. I still think we're on track for that. Like, the market's going to fluctuate throughout that. But, like, for a bull run to actually come into effect, it's frustrating because a lot of the tokens that I wanted to buy are going up. And I'm like, oh, well, I could have bought them before. But I still am not confident. stables. Yeah. I I also watched, like, a crypto trade that I who seems to talk a lot of sense and I've followed him for like over a year he mentioning about like a dead something called a dead cat bounce and historically you've seen it like like in the other recessions and financial markets how this is just a way of like I said again like my personal belief like the market trying to take all of your liquidity and money from the retail traders like right now this is all retail right now well, like, what's interesting though is I think most people like retail people like us are just staying like and weirdly, like obviously, I speak to like a lot of people who are involved in crypto and blockchain day to day. People aren't selling. Yeah. Like but people who had millions last year and have hundreds of thousands now are like, well, is what it is. I'm going to wait. It's going to go back up. And I think that's a big difference. Like I, I don't. I feel like a lot of people. I think as well, a lot of people made so much money off the last run that they're now just faithful. I don't know if that's a weird yeah, thing just, to I'm say. I'm just thinking of myself here. I'm like, oh, what about the people that have gone from thousands to hundreds and that are still there? <laughs> but, but, no, but I also say, you you then won't sell. Because you think, oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. It, like, and that's the thing. It's Purely like, because it's me, because I don't sell anything. <laughs> we, we did find out the other day that I'd only ever sold one NFT. So. <laughs> I, I just think, like, when I, when I look at... Crypto is such a weird one, isn't it, right? Because essentially everyone goes off the stock markets... Mm. yeah but they're not the same yeah 
one is far, far like they both they both run on hype essentially, don't they? Like, oh god, right? If Tesla was a crypto, everyone would be like, that's massively overhyped. It doesn't have any utility. They make like two cars and they're all crap, right? You could be like, oh, people go, like, oh no, like BMW or like VW, like oh VW should be worth way more than Tesla. And you go, well, it isn't though, in the stock market. Mm. It, it's mental. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So there is sort of that aspect to it. But I think with the cryptos, it's even more like that, isn't it? It's even more. They're all, most of them are Tesla. There's minimal utility in bits. But I, see, I, I'm not sure about where the market should be. Because if you think about it, the amount of money that's probably pumped into crypto, should Bitcoin have ever been hitting like £16,000? Or was that just because FTX collapsed and a load of people lost faith? And should it should the bottom really have been 18? It, that's the difficulty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, think I'm getting quite bullish on ETH just yeah. with the whole proof of stake thing. Um, we, we've obviously talked about this before, but like the whole proof of stake thing has kind of changed the game, right? Bitcoin, as you said, um, it was last week when I was asking where will um, Bitcoin and the crypto space be in 50 years time, right? Mm. Um, and as I, I think Bitcoin is just getting outdated. Like, sure, 16 is low for Bitcoin. I don't think it should have really reached 16. But I feel like people are looking into other things and like seeing how much better like the technology is. And sort of like CryptoPunks, right? CryptoPunks were got massive purely really because of the fact that they were the first ones to do it or like one of the first ones. Um, they were the first big like PFP collection, right? And I feel like that's kind of, I mean, they are ancient. They are the equivalent to Bitcoin right now, right? And I feel like eventually the technological advancements are going to take over the vintage stuff. Yeah. There is something about first movers advantage, though, and just yeah. brand, which is what Bitcoin and like board apes have got, isn't it? Um, the thing, I think the thing for me is with like ETH, that I'm worried about is there is millions, if not billions and billions of pounds locked up currently in staked ETH. Cause they, people offered quite good ETH staking, didn't they? To provide liquidity to stabilize out the transition. So if you think there's billions of pounds of ETH or whatever stacked away that people can't sell cause it's long-term staked. Yeah. What's going to happen when that all gets released? So that is probably going to be released in like March, along with this yeah. update. I can't remember. Shanghai, Shanghai update. That's the mm. one. Um, so yes, that gets unlocked. But also, um, I was watching a video on this literally like a couple of hours ago, and they were saying the thing is though, sure, some people will be forced to sell and stuff like that because they're waiting on their ETH to get it back so they can like become liquid again right yeah um and but on the other hand because of the update there's going to be a lot of hype created so who's to say that the like that's not going to balance out a little bit sure it might go down but it might mm. not have the same impact that you would think because of the buying pressure from all these people seeing oh the shanghai update is great yeah but there's also yeah. the thing of uh, you buy the news sell when uh, sorry 
You buy the news. No, you don't buy the news. Yeah. Sell the news. <laughs> I've forgotten how to say it. You, buy the, the, you buy the news and you sell when let on the release date. That's, do you get me? A lot of people will be buying up all this good news and hype, and then they'll be selling at the top while people are getting their tokens. Mm. Yeah. I, I think for me, just like that's what I worry about is, and I get it, there's hype on one side, but the other side is like, people might be like, do you know what? I staked my ETH, I got a 4%, but actually 4% doesn't beat inflation anymore. Um, my token's gone up 30% because I started staking it in June, July, August, September, whatever up in the run up they might go well if the token's up 30 percent and they're only getting four percent return they might just take it out and do something else with it um i mean there's much higher there's a much higher paying staking contracts that they can get involved in obviously not as stable as eth but that's why i'm not totally bullish on eth because there will be this big price or big influx of tokens that we've never seen before and that yeah. it takes away from the stability a bit because it was the ETH price artificially kept up by limiting supply. Because if people are using it and billions of the token are tucked away, then obviously people still need to interact so the value stays up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so it, is, it is a risk and you don't really... There's hmm. also the fact that um, ETH is a deflationary token. Mm. Not yet. Uh, there was at one point the more people that use the network, there was a point it was, and then or maybe well, it is again. But... That's that's the idea. That's the plan, or at least like that. It's going to. He was covering this in the video that I saw yeah. as well, and like it's kind of it's very new ground having a deflationary token, like something that then becomes less and less. Sure, it's not going could, to be yeah sorry could, could you just explain how a deflationary token like what, what's the impact of it why is that a thing that people would so want? most tokens and also with everything like with money forget money as well uh is inflationary right so inflationary means that um you can print more in terms of money like sort of to grow or for instance with bitcoin uh, you mine more Bitcoin, more Bitcoin gets put on gradually, sort of, and it inflates at a certain rate, which tends towards zero, um, right? So it will eventually go towards zero, like it's going to be not worth mining at some point, really. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, whereas what Ether doing is... Um, they're burning gradually, so they're burning their token. Rather, they've got their whole ecosystem, and now they're going to be burning tokens at a certain rate, right? It's I think it's zero point zero zero seven percent or something like that mm -hmm. of supply. Um, is, but is that annually? Is that I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay. But yeah, so as they do that, obviously, it has the opposite effect. It will, it, it's at, at a percentage, so it will never become zero, uh, and it would take thousands and thousands and thousands of years to become zero. But there will be a lower supply, meaning that it will tend in the opposite direction and become more scarce. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of good for price, right? Because as there is less supply, and even if the demand stays the same, same well, we're demand. hoping over time more people use Ethereum, there's more money is going to inflow to this, and 
eventually there's like a balancing system where it should yeah. be. Out of interest, do you two think that Ethereum's usage will go up? Because yeah, definitely. But, as, but, but in its own right, or do you think as a layer one to these new layer twos? Because to me, like Chris was talking earlier about Polygon, being like, okay, well, Polygon might be far more useful, lower transaction fees, more trades, faster than ETH. So do people actually continue to use the actual Ethereum tokens in the way they use them now? Yes. Or does it be- or does it become more like Bitcoin? Uh, I, I believe well well, firstly, with this update, right, with Ethereum 2.0, um, so the current transaction speed is 30 um 30 transactions per second on the Ethereum network, right? It's very slow. Mm. It's a kind of crap. Whereas um whereas it's something like sixty-four thousand on uh, the polygon network yeah 64,000 transactions per second that's why they can um that's why they can afford to have like really 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 cheap transaction rates because there are more transactions obviously um so with ethereum 2.0 i think they're going to up that to something like a hundred thousand yeah that's when it's fully completed but that's like years in the making yeah and that's the problem which it depends as well, like from some of the layer twos, I like I'm very pro Arbitrum and Polygon, um, the two layer twos. But like, you might want to choose Ethereum because of its security. For example, if you're building like an app, like if you're I don't know some kind of banking firm, you really want that secured. I would you would more choose Ethereum compared to most layer twos. I in my, I personally feel because no one's ever hacked Ethereum. You pay and extra it's for very the hard. Yeah, you pay wow. that extra for the security. Also, uh, I thought Ethereum had a very large hack, didn't they? Where they took back the blockchain, they rolled so back, was, didn't they? Back in the day, that was back in the day, but that was thinking like really early on, where it's near impossible. It's, to it's do a now. more Ethereum is more mature, isn't it? Like yeah. that's the that's the main thing. Although I don't think I I sometimes don't think that bigger and more mature does actually mean more secure, that's because true. like you're also in the head you're in the headlights of a lot more people. Do you know what I mean? I bet Apple gets way more attempted hacks every year than, uh, I mean, than like what's it up. Yeah, but the thing with the blockchain, right? They can't effectively really hack the blockchain because the blockchain cannot be changed unless you do a fifty-one percent attack. Fifty-one percent attack for anyone um, that doesn't know is basically um, if fifty-one percent of all the, the validators on something. Um, say that something is incorrect they can change the blockchain basically um but that would require 51 percent of all validators to do mm. that like people don't have that kind of money just to hack the ethereum system right yeah um but technically one thing to mention with the staked ethereum the i think pretty much most of the ethereum that is staked is controlled by the same few validators like um um is it lido Mm. So the staking, they control majority of this, all of the staked ETH, like Coinbase and like the top three. And right now it's not very, like, I'm not saying that they could, but imagine, let's say Coinbase and whatever, some people be like, okay, let's change the whole, it is possible. I'm always concerned about the large exchanges because like Chris has said, right, so you got a 51% attack, but actually these guys control a lot of the nodes. And collusion would not be that difficult. I'm not saying they will do this or they would, but like you saw, you saw people doing proof of reserves 
firm sending the same Ethereum or the same Bitcoins around. I don't know if you remember seeing that. Yeah. They would, yeah, yeah. And, and it was like, but we can see what you're doing. But it's that sort of collusion that makes you just go like, I'm not sure I trust these guys at all, really. That's like, why self-custody is the most key. Absolutely. But but it's interesting. Scam. Let's get it's out. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's really interesting, isn't it? Like, I, I think about it this way. Like, you have to go outside to live your life. But outside is dangerous. Like, you can't just sit in your house all the time. And, like, absolutely, you keep all your expensive stuff in your house. But, <laughs> well, no, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Like, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to interact with other people. I think there's an element of danger in it. Um, I just, I don't know. I, for me, the way that I could see ETH going is ETH having to, they're having to adapt themselves, aren't they, to fit in with their layer twos. Yeah. Almost. I think when we hit the point where transaction fees are, because at the moment, transaction fees are hideous. Like, they really, no, they really are, though. Like, if you're bank no, totally fees like you. this, you'd be like, you wouldn't te- you wouldn't stand for it and i think that now these companies have got the sort of money they can reduce those fees but then i wonder do, do you go just well, are we ending up with a bank again i don't know mm. the I, worst my personally the end goal my ideal blockchain is feeless that's what it should be i think is what <laughs> feeless. Feeless. feeless feeless oh you i thought you said feeless. something else beginning with <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry just always got on your mind <laughs> But if you think about it, you want to use a network where you don't, like, at the end of the day, I've probably paid, I've paid hundreds of pounds just to transfer. And, yeah, I understand, like, you have to pay for, like, people's, like, they people need to earn money and stuff. But if you think yeah. about it, if you, if you truly want mass adoption in the crypto space, you don't want to be paying gas for everything, do you? You don't. No. Want to... And, and like, think... truly, like, there are projects out there that I do think have like big potential futures that have gasless transactions and like i found something uh i don't know how to properly say i say scala scale s-k-l-e i think it's Uh, scale scale and like i i tried it out and it's like it's a layer two for ethereum and it's multi-chain but you have something called s fuel you just get it from a faucet and that uses to pay your transactions but it it's free and mm-hmm. i think that kind of level of like technology needs for the true mass adoption of mass because if you think about it like the people who live in like poorer countries kind of like those gas fees are pretty much their day's wages or something like mm. that so you're like the in order to create innovation for those who genuinely need it more than us in in our in our cozy houses those people need the blockchain to give them that power, do you get me? Yeah, no, I completely understand what you mean. I just, at the end of the day, no one, no one wants to pay gas. Yeah, uh, I, I've just calculated from all my NFT transactions how much gas I've spent. How did you uh, do that? Well, so spreadsheets. Got it all in my spreadsheets. Um, I have spent a total of 0.3 ETH, and that's See, on... that's a lot of money. And yeah, you that, spent a lot on, of that in the bull like, market last year. It's, it's on not... about forty transactions. Can I say though, it's not sunken costs. Yeah. Being very accountancy it. about it. What you should do if you're using accountancy software is you can assign that cost to part of your base cost of purchasing your NFT. So that when you have a capital gain, you don't pay, you don't lose that that 0.3 ETH. You essentially get that off your gain. So is that all gas it. fees? All gas that, fees. That's, that's so, all the gas fees that I've spent 
on the transactions for the NFTs that I got. Because that would make more sense, wouldn't it? If I so, could so do what I, right, so when I talk about fees, I don't want to get too inside baseball with it, but in the UK, if you are if you're buying an asset, let's say you're buying a vase, and to buy mm -hmm. that vase, you have to pay a delivery fee, right? You're buying like a six hundred six grand vase, but pay a delivery fee. You can, if if it's necessary to get the vase to you in the condition that you need it for it to be usable, mm -hmm. you can essentially assign the cost of like the delivery on there as part of the asset. All right. So when you're buying like an NFT, the gas you've had to pay to get the NFT is part of the cost you had to pay mm -hmm. to get that asset. So it's directly attributable. Okay. Sending, swapping Bitcoin to ETH and it costs you something is just a cost. Okay. You can't okay. assign it to the cost of Bitcoin that you've received because Bitcoin has a cost on that day mm -hmm. that's yeah. publicly available. But with the NFTs, it's quite difficult to say this NFT is worth this on this date. So what you say initially is what have I paid for it and what were the fees to get it to me? Okay. That's is good. what it costs that's, you. That's good. Yeah. But like that's something to know that like there if Chris was going to do his tax return, I could have just saved him paying tax on 0 0.3. Which like, right now is what? Like that's uh, what, 400 quid? Yeah, absolutely. 150 quid. So it's bits like that that people need to be aware of. Mm. And I, as I said, we'll probably next week or after that, um, I'm going to do a little thing about crypto tax and go through some some key bits that people can see and show you how in crypto tax software, probably Coinly, because it's free and anyone can mm. get onto it, how to make those transactions flow through like that so that you don't end up, uh, you know, pay, overpaying tax on bits. Because um, essentially all these softwares, all these software say they'll do your tax, whatever, but you actually need to understand how it all flows through and how accounting treatments work to make it work right. But yeah, that's just my, I'm ahead in this tax mode because it's the 26th of Jan or whatever it is when we're recording. I won't spoil the illusion. It's the, it's, the first, it's the 1st of February. It's the 1st of February. Um, no, right. So that, that there is a few bits talking about ETH blockchain and blockchains in general, a little bit of the pump we're seeing. On to more fun things. Stash is an absolute OG. Right? I am OG, OG. So I took a screenshot. If you can we should have, should have, we should have oh, listened to him, shouldn't we? With the block you should have listened to me. Should've so I found Ghost Boy. I joined. Oh wait, so Ghost Boy. This is an amazing NFT project founded by the co-founder of Cool Cats and Unib, who is an ex. Uh, Coinbase a developer and he did some um developing he was responsible for pay SDK um so essentially they've come together to create a company called Alpha Labs which yeah. is essentially a web3 venture studio and essentially it's an incubator program for the future of uh, interesting web3 uh, in the area like products and designs so their first kind of product that they launched um, is Blockalyzer, which is, I can share my screen, uh, which is a cool way of changing your transaction history into um, generative art. So basically, mm -hmm. for example, you want to commemorate your first ever transaction on the blockchain, which I'm going to do when Gen 2 mints. Um, it will create, God, where is it? Okay, here we go. So is the this is the NFT project, Ghost Boy. But before this was launched, they launched this, Blockalyzer. So essentially, the thing that you see on the right-hand side is the generative art of people, of their transactions. It's randomly generated, but you can also change a few bits of like what 
three color options you had and what kind of styles if you want some of like the things missed out like the grayed out or colors so essentially i was like okay this is something i need to check out so i unfortunately didn't make the mint but i purchased one in the secondary market and then shortly after i was like boys you guys need to get on this project um this is these founders are legit like i've been following these from when alpha labs was created like last year and shortly you know after what that we said oh no we Did you... stash stash we know you want to make us money but we can't have the reputation that we have and make money <laughs> no, no no i'm going to defend us here chris and say that both me and you did not realize what we were getting a mint for I that did actually true. share the that tweet. So I shared the tweet. We're here. Exactly. <laughs> I will. I, I know you didn't understand, <laughs> but I shared the tweet to you guys saying, so basically, block we are Eliza. here to lead, not to read. <laughs> as, as, Logan Paul, as Logan Paul said to Coffeezilla in that video, in his apology video, um, Get a good lawyer, Stash, because you're going to need it. Yeah, you're going to need it, Stash. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't so... worry, I'm, I'm going to sue him about this Bocky as well. I'm no, 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 no. So basically, <laughs> let me get to it. So basically, I said to the Blockalyzer, Alpha Labs announced that all Gen 1 holders are going to get a mint spot for Ghost Boy. And shortly after that, the price exploded to 0.3, 0.4 ETH, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, you guys missed out. Sorry, but but after that, it doesn't shortly, seem sorry. I, I was rich. <laughs> like, sorry, I, I've been telling that, you to buy right? these projects, and every, I've been ignored each time. Well, I bought but, one. I bought one stash. It's plummeting. <laughs> but get yourself a good lawyer. I'm trying to buy another one today. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there was a riddle a few days ago uh, about um getting a two hundred whitelist spots, which was. It was really cool. It was a Marcus Aurelius quote, but the day before, um, Ghost Boy posted uh, what's not immortal can never die, which was the actual answer. He was a twist on the original thing, which one of you guys hopefully got a spot for. I'm hoping. The, the answer wasn't uh, what's immortal can never die. It was The answer was the unknown. Oh, sorry, the unknown. Yeah. My which bad, I, I'm reading the wrong pin tweet. Which, which I you smartly found. because I, I found it and sent Marcus it to Aurelius. Stash. I was like, oh, it must be this, but at the end, it turned out that. And yeah, after that, the the project shot up from like 8,000 followers to then to 14K. And like, I've been shouting about this for weeks, uh, technically months, if you think about Alpha Labs. <laughs> but yeah, um, I generally think this is like an amazing community. And like these founders have a reputation. They're not just anybody. They're like people that have, excuse me, I see what you're doing. Um, but like, in my, from my, what I look into a project is he's going like, mm. <laughs> what I believe in projects is if they have a solid reputation and foundation, that is going to take you away. That is the basically your passport into Web three. If you have a reputation and you know what you're doing, you follow those people. Good. And I was also going to say with these guys, they've been doing a few bits because they did a pre mint for that whitelist today yes. as well, which I got in on, but I don't think either of you two got in on there. I was on the bank. Uh, and and Chris was Chris didn't have enough ETH, you know. <laughs> he, was, he was slumming it. He was down slumming it. You. you know, as I am. Um, was... I I did I did, however, buy a Karapuru Gachopo or whatever it is, the um, the sort of separate thing, the three D version of it, basically. Okay. But then 
So basically, you need to. I I put in enough ETH to buy the the thing, but then in order to open it to get your three D avatar on Karafuru, right? Um, you need to do a transaction. Oh dear. And I didn't mm -hmm. have enough. ETH. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, please, sir. Can I have mistakes. some more ETH? <laughs> please, sir. <laughs> please. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is not financial advice, but this Ghost Boy project is I mean, is the next big thing. Financial advice. There's something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna say as well, Stash. Can we just have a look at a few of the other art pieces because they've done a few. They've released yes. a few, haven't they? So, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. I'm still on sharing screen, so people are just be watching my stupid thing. So this is just a little cute boy, a green boy. But my favorite boy is like the sausage dog. I meant the hot dogs. Yeah. So the, the the unique IP is essentially the mask, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I'm that's definitely gonna be something. And the cutesy, I guess the cutesy art as well. Oh, know. and there's also a competition which ends tomorrow. If you submit your own artwork, you have a potential if you're a winner, so there's six winners, that you'll get airdropped one of these bad boys oh, please, please, please into your no, wallet. Sure. I'm also doing one. I'm not gonna give you a oh, I'm not gonna give you a sneak, but you already showed you guys, but I don't want yeah, anyone you gave stealing us a sneak mine. Peek. But well, Sash, by the time this is aired, it'll be closed. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be too worried about giving him a sneak peek if I'm honest, mate. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me show Chris, you. Guys. Chris, Chris, record this. We're gonna we're gonna nab it off him. Yeah, share it up, share it up. Um, where is he? Um, I'm I, my artistic skills are like zero, but I've tried really hard because I... yours is much better than Chris's. I'd really hard. <laughs> 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 joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, where's the dude? I liked Chris's. Oh, it's not. Uh... What's wrong with you? <laughs> no one else did. <laughs> no, I think I genuinely I was about. Yeah, I was the only one, but that's all right. I I saw a really cool one. Um, there's, there's so many really cool ones. There's so many people that are better than me at art. Yeah. The, oh my god! Someone actually made like three D stuff, yeah. and I was like, "Holy moly!" That's I I can't find it. I don't know what's happening. But they don't have the same character as you, Chris. You know, it's not all about the quality of the talent. You know, you, you you're a all nice right. bloke. I can post it if you like later. <laughs> oh, the edit. On the video. Yeah. It's, it's... In the edit. Oh, okay. Here we go. I just like the play on words, right? Yeah. So I made a ghost pepper version. Because ghost, it, like, like the mask is ghost boy or whatever. And then this is it. It's going to have a little Viking hat I've coloured in. But I'm also thinking of maybe getting him like a like a little torch. So he's like a raider Viking. Oh, love it. Yeah, do it, mate. Thanks. Well, And um, what's your play on words? Yeah. Huh? What's your what's your pun? Ghost Viking. Wow. You could just call him Valhalla. It's like oh. what's what's dead never dies, or like raiding Valhalla, or something like that. Because it's all it's all Ghost Boy is all about like dying, isn't it? And just then yeah. popping back up and stuff. But anyway, right. So that that's an upcoming project, and mm -hmm. then another upcoming project that Stash spent ages listening to a podcast on was Doodles Two, yeah. which is. I'm so excited. Doodles. Doodles 2 is a contender of its own. It's basically becoming its own version of Board 8 York Club. So basically they have bought an animation studio that is not just animation. It is a tech studio which they're investing in like new futuristic kind of animation technologies. And essentially why they've chosen the Flow blockchain is because of the beauties of customization, inoperability, and the way the blockchain is designed, you have unlimited customization. So it's 
essentially to onboard the next millions of users because ethereum is very hard to use flow is designed for easier usability like it's partnered with instagram i think facebook and some other massive giants so essentially you'll be able to have your doodle customize them with clothes and they like so kind of like, like having your own sort of like i don't know avatar in a game yeah essentially they want it to make represent yourself but in the doodle universe yeah but also they tease the way that the whole blockchain flow blockchain is designed um you can incorporate assets from other 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 projects other metaverses because of how it's the smart contracts everything is designed so you could let's say this is just out of my head and don't quote me on this but you could have your doodles with like a gun from doom or like a helmet from halo or just just giving you examples the custom like the ability is so infinite essentially for that sort of stuff would they like obviously fortnite does that sort of stuff yeah but and that's what they were teasing as well they like. partner with the people Mm -hmm. So wouldn't doodles have to partner with i don't know they want to license a halo helmet wouldn't they have to partner with halo to get that sort of so i i have no idea they were only teasing things obviously this is very hush some things are hush hush but like what i learned is if you have a duplicator you if you do you can duplicate traits from like let's say a once sort of like moonbirds which is like a blue chip project and get some of those traits into your doodle which will be totally unique for you and there will be like different types of rarities and the same with the genesis boxes they are guaranteed some are guaranteed okay i don't want to say guaranteed but they're guaranteed to have like rare clothing that you will be able to have for your doodles essentially mm -hmm. that no one else could have so, so essentially the way you get your rarities would be like you customize your doodles the rarer things it has like the better things like obviously it's not just for selling yeah. but from like a money making perspective you essentially the more things you have the more expensive your doodle will be and when you sell your doodle it comes with everything so essentially you don't lose like oh i'm just selling the doodle by itself so it's kind of like like selling a Fortnite account right after you've bought all these like skins and stuff like yeah, that yeah i guess that could be yeah. actually, i don't know how to like best describe it because on Fortnite, i don't think you can just sell like skins and stuff no like you that, can't right? i think you have to sell the whole email address or something like exactly that. so it's kind of like having that avatar but on the blockchain and that's like really cool that, that can be used for so many different things there's an example I see is like in, in some like Dota 2 that I played an awful lot of, there are some sets in that that you have to get like a certain yeah. amount of kills in and then it like updates, it like upgrades, it gets like, oh, the level one is like blue and level two is blue with like a little flame and then bigger mm. and bigger and more advanced. But then if you sell that cosmetic, all your progress goes with it. So if yeah. you were to buy another one, you start from nil again. Mm -hmm. But you could make money doing that. You could That's farm really, it up in essence. I really like that idea because it like the earlier you are in, the the like there will be like stuff like oh you were like the first you well, use the, it in the first year you those people are only allowed those things kind of like skit like you were saying the skins mm. or like events like you were only able to get then so they will become more rarer over time and that's like exactly I've got stuff from did. TF2 I didn't even realize this. I was like I played when I was a kid I'm like oh it's worth a few quid I mean I've got I've got lots of items in Dota 2 that are worth like maybe like 10, 15 quid like a single little cosmetic. Because I because I've been playing the game for ten years, 
and because you could only get this at this one particular Chinese mm-hmm. event in a three month period, and you had to pay for a pass to get it or whatever. Like I've got an item, and it's like an in-game item that will never be released again. is not tradable. They do not do it again. But because of the exclusivity of it, now the price goes up. So I would, I would like if I was in a project like that potentially to have limited time releases of go look. Yeah. We're doing a collaboration with Board Board Apes. I'm board going right. Apes. Board your eight club. <laughs> but how? <laughs> but I know, I know, I know, I know which way it is around now, Chris. I know which way it is now. Oh god, it's B A Y C. I've but, got a rare skin on um, League of Legends. If you want to get rid of that for me, then that would be amazing because it wastes a lot of my time. It wastes a lot of your time. Uh, but so, like, I was going to say in that, like, I think it'd be cool if they did a limited edition where it's like, actually, here's a release. X amount of doodles can buy like a little boat, like a little yacht to go in their background mm. or something or bits like that. It's really cool sort of, when you do research into NFTs and stuff like that, so many comparisons to like Web two and like the, mm. the amount of comparisons that there are, like these things which already exist in the mainstream world and stuff like that, are being implemented so much better in Web three. But people mm-hmm. don't understand it and don't like it because yeah. they don't understand it. Like it's just stupid. Like people are this csgo stuff right like csgo gambling and stuff like that or like selling oh i've got a butterfly knife i can sell it for 500 oh quid. yeah look at that yeah butterfly knife. like nfts and this is the same thing nfts is just another different name for it it's like they've been having it. Yeah, since exactly. the first steam whatever yeah it wasn't it tf2 or csgo was the first basically marketplace right yeah yeah i mean steam is steam's done it for years it was tf2 was the main one because you used to get drops and you could then sell them and all yeah. this sort of stuff. And then CSGO blew up. Like Dota, the items aren't as expensive. Like CSGO's items are, some of them are just They go for hundreds expensive. of thousands of pounds. Like I, I watched a gun went for 250,000 pounds because it had some 10 of the rarest stickers on there on that one gun. But obviously when you sell it, it's transferable. And then it had like some unique random like splatter on it of something. And I was just like... like of all the enemies you kill <laughs> <laughs> no but like it, it, you get weird things like i've got on my profile on dota i've got two stickers on it because you've got like three things you can put on it and two stickers of it for mine that a team that broke up eight years ago because you can't get those you can only get, put those stickers on while that team mm. was playing but that's cool because you there's not a chance they ever reform but it shows that you, you've been playing forever you're, like, you're an og just like me on ghost boy ghost boy forever <laughs> It goes boys forever. But I'm no, gonna get a, once I mint it, it's gonna go on here. I've already decided. Yeah. Is it? And my three landers are gonna go on here. I'm gonna sell my ghost boy and buy two three landers. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Oh my <laughs> three landers three landers floor price, is it like one point zero? I know I'm just like, oh, Ooh. this is a cheeky buy. Like I've been staking mine and I'm ready to spend my points. There, there was there was one of the I was looking at the different DNAs and there was one that was um zero point eight which was like there were only twenty of them and I was like oh that's a good buy a good if only I had any money yeah. <laughs> maybe if you sold your sappy seal like I said that you would have been able to afford two never <laughs> no it's, it's such a it's such um, a funny one isn't it like I I feel like I'm getting quite excited by all the NFT stuff because it's all very new to me. Yeah. I'm like, glad. I'm so happy we've been able to show this. Weaving Web three oh, is going to be the one. All I need now is to make some money off them, and then I'll be delighted. <laughs> yeah.
thank you everyone for listening. Wait, Chris does, has... does Stash not have a sweet... I know. Okay, everyone, my birthday is in two days and we had to film this on a different day. That's not a Sunday. And I've come straight back from work. So I'm so sorry for disappointing everyone. Stash works as a tight end, um, as you can tell from his, his work uniform. He... Uh... <laughs> And, and a tight ass for not oh, oh, great. Oh. lowering the tone i mean we all knew that's what i meant when i said tight end but <laughs> <laughs> right that has been this week's weaving web 3 with me james me chris and me stash sayonara have a wonderful week bye ghost, ghost boys, boys. Yeah. not bye, financial ghost advice boys. not financial ghost advice. boys ghost boys <laughs>